Welcome to the podcast. Three, 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 three uncles. Three, 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 three uncles in a basement. Three uncles in the basement podcast. And welcome back to another episode of Three Uncles in a Basement. We only have three uncles. Uh, Robin. Bendy. Rajvi. Okay, before we dive deeper into it, I just want to give the disclaimer, same as always. Um, we're just sharing our thoughts, ideas, stories, perspectives on this podcast. Uh, don't take anything we say too seriously and definitely don't take what we're saying to be facts because we have not done any research into anything we are saying. Okay. Anyways. Um, I think we were introducing ourselves. No, yeah. we did that. We, we did, did that. Already, we did that. You know, okay. Why is an uncle number four here today? She wasn't invited. That's literally what I was going to say. I didn't tell her that we were recording, so she's in her room. Yesterday was a... Yesterday, Friday, was a pretty... Uh, no, Thursday, sorry. Pretty big night for Jabdi Music. A lot of songs got released, you know. Babu released a song. Siddhu Musiala released a song. How the hell did Siddhu uh, Musiala release, release a song? That's what Tantriyama's podcast was about. What? No, but what? Was it like an older song that someone remixed? Like what? No, it was it was a new song. It's called like Mira Na or something. How was it a new song though? They had his vocals. I guess they just put, you know, put it together and just released. Is Tantriyama deep faking Musiala's voice? No, Tantriyama just made a podcast. <laughs> Why does he have a podcast? What's he talking about on his podcast? I never listened to it. I just saw it. it just came <laughs> you, you, you should be the first one listening to it. <laughs> I don't listen to Tundriyama. Why not? You I, don't You don't agree with his uh, his his views? I don't... He, he's not really credible, right? Is it because he wears Jordans? Okay, yeah, the part of it. And also, like, if you watch, like, some of his, like, earlier, like, Devons and whatever, right? He says one thing, and then now he's, like... Says another thing, they changed his stance, and he's kind of you know, people say he's paid off by the government. Can you give us an example? Okay, so originally, uh, there's like a video of him. He said that, uh, Guru Tegbad, that he, like, you know, like, this is recorded in history that he stayed like 26 years in like Pakhti and he didn't like go in the outside world just for 26 years, he just stood there and like meditated, right. And then he, Tantriyama said this like maybe like 10, 12 years ago. And five, six years later, now he's saying that, no, he didn't, it's impossible to do Pakistan for 26 straight years. You know, the Guru never did that. He was actually in the world doing something else. So he's basically going back on his word. Yeah, so. Okay. And, you know, I don't really see like a Baba, you know, like like that, like swagged out, I guess you could say. I don't really think that's a. <laughs> that's a credible story. Yeah. Why does he wear Jordans though? I have no idea. Is it like like do his followers give him Jordans? Guess he just makes so much money. Like our dad was telling us our master's brother, right? One time he wanted to do like a divan in their pinned or something, right? And he's like, Don't you know what charges so much for just for audio setup and all that and it's like it was too much so then they never ended up doing it. These Baba charge you if if you invite them to do a divan at your pinned or something? I mean that's what I heard from my dad. Oh. But I mean it was so much that they didn't end up doing it then because How was your dinner today? It was really good. I enjoyed it except I so we went to Earl's and I really wanted tacos and then they said, Oh, we ran out of tacos. Like how do you run out of tacos? Like are you kidding me? And then I had to eat a burger. I got a steak. Uncle number three didn't go with us. He doesn't leave the house much. I'm an indoor cat. Huh? I'm an indoor cat. You're an indoor cat? Yeah. Should go out, man. I don't have anywhere to go. Go with us? Yeah, but that's... Yeah, why don't you go with us? Because I wasn't invited. We invite you to things sometimes. No, but here's a point. This time we didn't ask. Okay, fine. Sorry. Next time, come out. I will be at Uncle Uncle Number Four's birthday party, though. Okay. Um, so I had a steak at Earl's and I, okay. For people who know me, they, they know that I love steaks. And for the last, what, 14 years, every time I go out with anybody, the only thing I order is a steak. Mm -hmm. And my experience has been that 
I make better steaks than these restaurants. I've made them for Bindi. How do you feel? No, your steaks are really good. Really good. And the only place that I've found that has good steaks that I guess rival my quality would be Earl's. But I don't know what the fuck was in those steaks today and I have a, I have the biggest stomach ache. But, okay, so when we went to Chop, didn't you like those steaks too? Nope. Uh, Chop Steakhouse did not live up to my expectations. The keg definitely didn't live up to my expectations. The other, besides Earl's, the only other place that's lived up to my expectations is um, Blackstone Grill in Meadowville. Okay, so don't trash like the keg though. I really like keg steaks. It's like it's. You just have low standards when it comes to steaks. Shut up. Okay. And vehicles. And vehicles. And men. We can. We can. We, I'm joking. We we can split up. That's fine by me. If you want to go your, go your separate way. I'm taking Rajvir with me though. Uncle Number Three comes with comes with me. Yeah, I agree with Excuse that. Excuse you. He's my brother. You can't you can't take I'm him. I'm a minor. I get to choose the custody here. Yeah. <laughs> that makes no sense. Who do you have more fun with? <laughs> you probably. Okay, but that's not fair, okay? Like if okay, if you split up with someone, you can't have their siblings. That's not how it works. Get your own siblings. It did. There was a movie and um I don't. I'm not sure the name, but Pete Davidson was in it, and he he and his Pete Davidson, his girl, his ex girlfriend's brother hung out with him after they broke up. That's how it should be. Just because the couple breaks up doesn't mean you should break up with their siblings. That's exactly what it means. Okay, if I break up with someone, like we should all equally hate that person and never talk to them ever again. What if your siblings hate you for breaking up with the person that they liked? That's a dumb problem, okay? But as my sibling, you should be supporting me and there for me and not caring about what the other person is saying or doing or whatever. Yeah, but if, okay, a good sibling, if their sibling's wrong, they would call them out on that. Exactly. So in this hypothetical situation, automatically I am wrong (laughs) and you're just with Robin. This is how it's going. I mean, if like, if nothing like dirty happens or anything here, then yeah, probably most likely. I don't know. Shit goes wild in these relationships. Okay, no, but seriously, there's one time like I was talking to mom and like we were—I don't know what we were talking about. I guess we were talking about relationships or something relevant to that. Because she said to me, "Oh, if you and Robin ever broke up, like God forbid you guys ever broke up, I just know it would be your fault." She said that shit to me, and I was like, "Seriously, like." Even in this hypothetical situation, you can't take your own daughter's side. Like, really? Okay, just to back up your mom's point, in all the fights we've had in the last three years, how many have been my fault and how many have been your fault? No comment. That's irrelevant. I'm just saying between me and my mom, you would expect my mom to be, like, on my side, right? Just like how I would expect your mom to be on your side. Like, why? You know what I mean? Like, come on. It's very ridiculous. Maybe like mom knows your tenden- your tendencies too well. Just fucking shut up left, right, and center. I don't fuck shit up, okay? She was just saying, oh, like, oh, you just... Apparently, I'm the trouble. Anyways, moving on. So, Roger took his bike out of the basement today. How was that? Okay, Missy, tell us your, uh, your experience. Okay, so... I go downstairs to the basement because that's where my bike is because, you know, garages need space for a good day and stuff. So I go downstairs, you know, my parents were moving stuff, were cleaning stuff. I grab my bike out of the basement. The wire to, like, shift the gears, oh, it's all broken. It's, like, come out, right? We try to, we take the bike to the garage. We try to put it back together. It's, it's like, beyond repair broken. So then we just take wire cutters and then chopped it off. No, my gears won't shift. But, like, are you able to drive the bike, though, at least? Yeah, I can drive it. It just won't shift gears, which I don't really shift gears anyways. Was that the blue bike, that one? No, no, that one's, like, 30 years old. That's oh, the red bike. The red bike. It's only, like, two years old. Oh, okay, because the blue bike, like, 
I was uh, leaving this morning and the blue bike was parked near my car in the garage very close. And when I backed out, it was ended up on the floor. So <laughs> my bad. So we're not trying to be sexist here or offensive to women, but I... No, no, no. Just before you chime in, you have defended women and, and, and female driving, but you yourself have not done anything to make women look good when it comes to driving. You or Uncle Number 4. You were guiding Uncle Number 4 in a parking lot when Uncle Number 4, Harjot, side sideswiped a freaking pole. Can I myself? Okay, yeah, here. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, for starters, um, I don't know who put the bike right near my car. Okay, that was the bike's fault, not my fault. <laughs> And second of all, okay, when uncle number four was um, parking, like, I didn't realize she was so close to the pole and honestly wasn't really paying attention. I was on my phone. And then she kind of like hit the pole and then I was like, oh, and then we had to switch spots and then I parked the car. But like, yeah, it scratched the, my car. But that was not my fault. That was her fault. She should have paid attention. She was the driver. And I'm not taking responsibility for this. But, but okay, who was guiding her? I wasn't guiding her. She just said, oh, like, am I close? And I was like, yeah, you have space. But honestly, I didn't even look. I was on my phone. Ignorance. It's like... I, I want to believe there's female drivers out there who don't go through this this type of shit. But like, I've just like... Like, even my own sister... She buys a brand new car, has a backup camera, has backup sensors, backs out of the driveway and backs into a, a car parked on the street. And then my neighbor and my master rushed to my sister's aid because the guy whose car was got angry. And then they bullied him into believing it was his fault for parking the car there and made him, made him drive away. Anyways, to my defense, okay... I have a pretty piece of shit car, so I don't really care if something happens to it. Like, it's not a big deal to me. If it was a nicer, newer car, I would have paid attention when she was parking it. I just, honestly, if she hit the pole, didn't hit the pole, it didn't matter to me. I was indifferent about it at this point. How do you feel, Roger? Um, yeah, she's, I feel like she's a good driver when she pays attention. When she doesn't pay attention, she's not a good driver. Um, but driving with my mom, sitting in the past, that's scary. I feel scared for my life. Sometimes, so be driving so close to the curve that you feel like you're gonna go onto the curve and you're like panicking. And sometimes I'll be driving so close to the other lanes that you feel like she's gonna drive into oncoming traffic. That's what she does too. Hold, hold on, don't no, no, I'm I'm t- I'm still talking. Don't grab the mic from me. You'll get your chance. Okay, when we go downtown, and we're in a parking garage. Like, I get anxiety. Like, so close to the walls and curbs. Yeah, but have I ever hit a wall or curb when I've been driving with you? No. Okay, how about that? Not with me. You just fucking ran over a bike this morning. I didn't run it over. I just slightly tapped it, which caused it to fall down. Okay, irrelevant. My driving compared to my mom's driving is much better. Like... You need to sit in a car with her because it's actually scary. Like, she's a very hard breaker. Like, she likes to go fast and then break hard. And then, yeah, she will hit uh, curbs and she'll... Like, if someone's driving really slow in front of her, she has road rage. And she'll take over people even if it's a single lane. Like, she'll, she doesn't give a shit. She's such an angry driver. That's why, you know, she... That just prove That reiterates... Why the van is indestructible because of the way she drives and it still holds up. Yeah. My cousin, uh, I'm not going to say her name just yet because I, I don't know if she's comfortable being named. But when when she hears this podcast, she's not, she's not going to be happy with me. No, no, I've, I've said what I, what, what, like, everything that I've uh, wanted to say. But speaking of women drivers... Why are there no women drivers in F1? I'm uh, going to leave this one alone here. <laughs> okay, listen. Okay, They tried f- 
female drivers in IndyCar, which is kind of like F1. It's still open wheel racing. Danka Patrick, right? She was talented enough to make it to IndyCar. But how many races did she win? I think zero. Okay. Now, that's a little unfair. That's a little unfair. That doesn't mean you're a bad driver in F1 or IndyCar because it's some of the most competitive racing in the world. So her not winning isn't isn't because she's a woman. So people don't get it twisted. I'm not saying that she didn't win because uh because um because she's a woman. Uh it's just very competitive. Like even yeah. in uh, in F1 um your winning depends on one what kind of budget your team has and what kind of car your team uh, comes up with. So yeah, so no. The fact that she didn't win, it, it there's other factors. It's not because she's a woman. But what did help her was being the only woman in open wheel open wheel racing. She, she got more attention than the other. I, I don't know like how many drivers there are, but she, even if she didn't win, she was more popular than those guys. Popular. I don't know what the fuck happened there. She was more popular than the other male drivers. So I would say that that opens her up to more endorsement opportunities. And so even if she doesn't win. She still ends, probably ends up making more than her male counterparts. Yeah, that's true. I don't know how much to say about this topic. So. You would think that if you have a small car, you would be able to navigate it much more effectively in a parking lot. I saw this one lady drive like a small tiny hatchback, like the size of a smart car, and still run over a curb. You know what it is? It's hard to see like over the steering wheel sometimes when you're short. Like it's just your visibility is restricted. Can you pump up your seat in your car? I have my seat all the way up and I still like, I feel like my visibility is not that great. Ew, I don't do that. Yeah, that's what everybody does. That's just, no. It feels uncomfortable though. I can't say that. Yeah, it's not, it's not the best situation. My mom had a car where the seat was kind of low and even if she like, you know, lifted the seat up, it wasn't enough. So she had to get a cushion to sit on. Yeah, both our our mom does. And, uh, the van she sits on a cushion to answer roger's question about why there aren't any women in uh, in f1 um i guess the female talent pool isn't as large as the male talent pool also girls don't naturally gravitate towards cars look at bindi she doesn't know anything about cars knowledge wise or driving wise um so that's like i i don't think it's a talent thing there's there are definitely talented female drivers. Um, it's just one part of it could be the, the the patriarchy, and the other thing could be the talent pool, the the size of the talent pool, male versus female. There's just more guys. Anyways, moving on. Um, your bike story reminded me of a not not your bike story. I saw your bike in the garage, so it reminded me of the bike that I had when I was twelve. You got stolen, and uh, what? What are you laughing at? What's so funny? I just know the story. It's just funny. You can tell your story. It's a. It was. It was a very traumatic day for me. Okay, so the bike. It was. It was a sick bike. It was like. It was like a. It was a super cycle. Yours is a super cycle. Yeah. And it was silver with uh, with red forks, and then the forks had shocks in them. Damn. And. I literally beat up little kids who would push my... Yeah, this one kid on my street, he pushed my bike down. I literally beat him up. <laughs> he was younger than me, so... Okay. <laughs> Anyways, so um, I was picking up my sister from school and... Uh, on your bike? Yes. <laughs> on my bike. And as uh, when we... Li- this is when we lived in Malton. And um, as I'm walking back... And the school was Ridgewood. So my sister went to Ridgewood. And I was in grade 7. She was in grade 3. And um, we're walking back. And I see this sus-looking car. Yeah. It was a red car with like a black square on the side. And my mind, and I'm, I'm like, yeah, it looks kind of weird. But we kept walking. And uh, the car came back again and dropped off a guy. Yeah, and uh, the guy gets out of the car and starts walking towards us, and I'm like, "Ah, uh, fuck!" <laughs> right? And uh, he stops us and he puts his uh, 
puts his hand on my, on, on my bike. Yeah. As soon as he touched my bike, I'm like, oh, this bike's gone, right? And he goes, uh, yo, like, uh, are there any schools here with, like, grade 7 and shit? Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah. Like, he's like, yo, can you show me where they are? I'm like, no, I can't show you, but I can <laughs> give you directions, right? He's like, oh, okay, okay. He's like, so, like, uh, you mind if I, like, take a ride on your bike? I'm like, oh, fuck. I'm like, this bike's gone. And I'm like, no, I, uh, no, you can't. He's like, do you want me to kick your ass? Oh, shit. I'm like, no. He's like, all right, then let me ride, let me, uh, let me ride your bike. I'm like, okay. I couldn't even run away with my bike or anything because my sister was with me. I, I couldn't leave her. And um, so I'm like, okay, fine. So he gets on the bike. He's like, yo, I'm just going to ride it here in front of your eyes. He gets on the bike and I never saw that bike again. How'd you explain that to your parents then? Fucking cried when I came home. Oh, poor Robin. But. <laughs> so anyways. <laughs> I th- <laughs> there was a girl that I, that I used to like back then. And in that evening, uh, the police came to my house. And the, ca- and the guy put me in the back of the, uh, of the police car. The purpose of which was driving around the neighborhood to see if, uh, if we could find my bike. And we drove by that girl's house, and she, she saw me in the back of the police car. <laughs> <laughs> I think that, that definitely helped me out. <laughs> oh, yeah? You thought you were all cool and shit then? Yeah? Riding around in the police car? No, I knew what the, what the truth was. She thought I was cool and shit riding around in, uh, in a police car. So then, like, did you talk to her about it? Like, did she ask you about, like, what happened? Yeah. What did you say? I, I said my bike got stolen. She's <laughs> an idiot. She'll play the cool. I'll be like, don't worry about it. Like, I'll be doing things, you know? That's exactly like the scene in Superbad where, like, McLovin makes the police, like, fake arrest him at the party to make him look cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a good movie. McLovin. I was a very naive kid, man. I didn't know how to play the system like that. Yeah, in my, ex- mm-hmm. in my experience, I don't know what it is. This bike is it's like two years old, but it hasn't it has, it has been good quality, mm. right? Like, my tire wore out. Put it near Bindi's car and see how long it lasts. <laughs> Shut up, man. My tire wore out. Uh, in the summer, I was driving one time. Then my shoe got, like, stuck in, like, the front derailleur, which changes the front gear. Then that thing got, like, binga. Then I had to, like, screw it off, right? And then now my back gears won't change and my front gears were already broken so they you don't need work. You need a new bike. It's two years old. Who's going to buy a new bike already? Why not just use dad's bike? The first time, okay, this is a story with this bike. We go to Canadian Tire, we buy a bike, right? We buy it. Uh, it doesn't work properly, right? It doesn't like the things, like it, it wouldn't work. You couldn't pedal it properly, right? So then we go show them. We go to, their, we go to Canadian Tire again. We're like, yo, this bike, we just bought it. It doesn't work. They're like, okay, the mechanic's going to come on this day. We'll call you when like it's done, right? This is summer, right? So we don't, like, they're like, we'll call you when it's made, right? It's fixed. We go, it's like been two weeks. We're like, yo, we got no phone call. They're like, oh, yeah, the mechanic's not here yet. So then my parents are like, yo, why don't, yo, can we just get a new bike instead, right? Then they're like, fine, you know, we We'll keep this one to take another one. We take another one, and then we got this one. And yeah, that's such a great story. Okay, we're uh, we're gonna cut that part. We're gonna cut that story out. <laughs> like, like I said, man, that side of the table just comes up with the most pointless stories. That side of the table is literally just raw no, shit right I, now. What I'm trying to get at, okay, but what's the point of the story? at least my story, like there was some level of excitement my bike got stolen and I, om- I almost got my ass kicked by a guy who was at least okay at least okay, I was 12 he was probably 20 okay his eyes were bloodshot so he was probably on drugs he had a bandana hanging out of his back pocket right definitely gang affiliated right it was a blue bandana probably Crips related yeah. right you're talking about a story where you ordered a bike and it came late or some shit no, what I'm trying to get at is bikes aren't made as well as they were made like 20, back in the day. Back in the day mm-hmm. Yeah, like, because that bike's been like we have a blue bike, it's been around for like 30 years, works absolutely fine, nothing wrong with it. And then we have a new bike, and it you know, I think it's been around effective. for 30 years, maybe 20. 20, yeah, maybe 20. Um, I never had a bike, isn't that so sad, guys? No one ever bought me a bike. 
I had to use like some stupid ass bike. I've had three. Must be nice. I've had zero. Uh, I used to use my sister's bike. It was pink before I got my own. No, but you had a bike. You just got stolen. I had it for what a total of not even like eight months. Yeah, but point is, someone bought you a bike. Okay, shut up. Did you ever ask for a bike, though? Obviously, I did. What do you think? I'm sitting around here like, oh, someone's gonna buy me a bike. I'm not gonna ask for it. No one bought me the bike. I wanted a bike. No one bought me one. You can buy yourself one now. What do I do now? I'm a hundred years old. I'm gonna go drive my bike. Yeah, go with Rajvir. Brother sister bonding. We have Sim's bike. I could just drive hers if anything. Sim, what are you complaining for? But I wanted a bike when I was little. Yeah, that's why I'm complaining. That's like. Okay, that's like me complaining now that my dad didn't let me play basketball because he said you either do pangra or you play basketball. How is that? Like, what you you wanted to do both? No, I wanted to play. Ba- I wanted to play. I wanted to play basketball. So did you play basketball? He, he put me in, into a league for one year. He's like, next year, don't even think about asking me again. Why were you bad? That's not the point here. But he's like, ugly sal. You have to apply for university, so no more basketball. Wait, so you were in high school when this happened? Yes, grade, grade 11. And why did he want to put you in again? Because he said, focus on your school next year. You have to go to university. And couldn't you say, oh, I can do both? Like, Have you met my dad? Yeah, but like... See, Robin's good. He doesn't argue with his parents unlike other people. Oh my gosh. I would not have done, like, okay, congratulations. I would not have listened. <laughs> he was the one paying for it. I didn't have any money. Then or a ride. A, then get a job and make money. How was I supposed to get to my games? You gotta figure it out, man. You gotta make, like, go with a friend or something. Oh, that's a good point. We did carpool. Yeah, then you gotta figure it out. You you can get a job in high school. You can save up your money. You can do things. Yeah, I'm not. I I I, I am allergic to f- manual labor. Do you work at McDonald's? That's what I did. I I did work at McDonald's. I got fired. Why did you get fired from McDonald's? I because I wasn't. So when they were training me, I I wasn't paying attention. I was daydreaming. And so when it came time to make burgers, I didn't know how to make make those burgers. So I stopped going because I was self-conscious about not knowing how to make Big Macs. And they would call my house and be like, is Heartbeat home? I'd, I'd pick up the phone and be like, nope, <laughs> not today. <laughs> Try back tomorrow. You're so lazy, man. Oh, my gosh. It's not lazy. It's it's social anxiety. I was, hey, I was afraid of writing public transit because I wasn't sure where to put the tokens. Are you serious right now? Oh, I'm 100, 100% serious. And so where does the transit come into? Like, you take transit to get to the McDonald's or what? No, no. I'm just giving you, uh, you said lazy. I'm mm-hmm. like, it's not lazy. It's just anxiety. Okay. I've never worked a job in my life. Well, you're 16. I guess it's okay. It's fine. I started working at McDonald's when I was 15. And I worked there for two years. And I saved up my money and I would buy myself things. So I was financially pretty independent. I would ask my parents for money. If you're buying things, how is that saving money then? I saved my money to buy myself things. Okay? <laughs> Shut up, man. Why are you so annoying? About... Like, laugh into the mic, okay? Not away from, not away from the book. I'm laugh conscious. Like I saved up my money, and then on my 16th birthday, I bought myself uh, the Xbox 360. I was so excited. And your mom threw that away. She didn't. No, okay. It would be if she threw it away. I wouldn't care. What this woman did was. <laughs> wait, this was years later, and I had bought the Xbox One, so we had two Xbox, and. Um, the first Xbox had, um, what was the thing called again? When The Connect. The Connect, right? So it can sense your body and you can play like different games, like virtual bowling and whatnot. So that's why we kept both because the Xbox One didn't have the same feature. My mom took the Xbox 360 
and sold it to some friend of hers or whatever and uh with the connect and stuff and then she kept the money from the sale and like i'm thinking hello you didn't even buy it like at least you can do is give me the profits from selling it I remember rude. The, she sold a computer desk, a computer, and the Xbox for a hundred dollars. Can you believe that? That's kind of like when you would get shugging from a relative, and your parents would keep that money. No, it's it's different though, but because you you're not working for the shugging. It's like makes sense. It's like uh, like uh, like a prostitute, and then like the pimp takes all the money. <laughs> this is exactly what happened to me. Okay. <laughs> Mom was my pimp who took all my money. <laughs> it's a good analogy. Okay, uh, I wanted to ask you guys, uh, guys a question. Okay. We've all been to Gurdwara here. A lot. Yeah. Many, many times. Do you guys think that Gurdwara should be hiring permanent cleaning staffs? Yes, absolutely. And I think with the money that they're bringing in, they could probably afford having in-house uh, cleaning staff for sure. Yeah, uh, I think that, you know, there's probably like desi cleaning companies too, right? So they could just easily just go there and like, you know, be like, yo, we, you guys want to hire us, right? Yeah, no, it's... um. It's just like it's, and the other thing is, the uh, the Gurdwara kitchens uh, they they serve langar and food to the public. Are they obligated to comply with food regulations? Like, does a food inspector or like one of those people come and inspect those kitchens? I think they would have to. You think so? Yeah. Do because it's a. They technically, I guess, would fall under community kitchens. Do they have the same obligations as restaurants? I'm not sure. I know the Godora got like fire tested and like fire safety and all that. But I'm not sure about kitchen stuff. I would hope so. Because at the end of the day, even if it's a community kitchen, you are serving the public. And for that reason, I think it's a good idea for Godora to invest in permanent cleaning staffs because re- remember at Dixie when um, for Nippy's wedding when they said the Milne would be in the gymnasium yeah did you see the condition of the gymnasium floor well I didn't go to the Milne you would not want to walk on that floor barefoot oh yeah it was that nasty it was it was terrible so I think what a lot of Godward do is like neglect the cleaning portion because again there's no one focused on that and you have a lot of people coming in and doing seva, but it's usually to like cook or wash dishes, right? It's it's not for the cleaning element. So I feel like that naturally gets neglected. So yeah, um, they should have someone dedicated to cleaning like in-house cleaners, just like for the sole purpose of keeping everything sanitary even, right? Like it's necessary uh, to be cleaning every, like all the services and whatnot. Yeah, uh, because... The expectation is that the Sankat will come in and uh, do seva in the form of cleaning. But when it comes to cleaning, not everybody has the same same standards. Not even that. I just I think that people don't focus on cleaning when they're there. Like they'll help out with like the cooking stuff, they'll help out with like washing dishes or like serving food. I don't think people pay particular focus on cleaning the rest of the godwara like i don't think that's a focus area or something that people like are willing to do just you know yeah no makes sense but but one but one area where the godwara have really improved i think uh, are the washrooms yeah i would agree like washrooms have been renovated they're definitely cleaner they look better for sure i have a personally i have went to like godwara washroom in like the longest time I just go before. I had to take a deuce out of Gurdwara washroom before once. Not a pleasant event. Yeah, so I was going to say, I found this thing. It's called healthspace.ca. It's basically where you can find food inspection reports in BC, right? And there's like a lot of Gurdwara on here. So in BC, they get health inspectors. So then I guess it's logical to assume that all Gurdwara in Canada yeah. are subjected to that kind of stuff. Yeah.
since we're talking about gurdwara the uh, something something that happened at nippy's wedding that kind of didn't sit right with me was you know when uh, uh in the, the morning of a wedding when everybody comes down to the langar hall there's jaw samosa pakoda and all that stuff yeah it's um the people whose wedding it is who are providing the funds to purchase those pakoda and stuff right yeah yeah so that's what happened with us like same thing happened with sim's wedding in in october the gurdwara said this is how much it's going to cost i forgot what the uh what the what the amount was and so you have an understanding you they tell you how much it's going to cost that's how much you're expecting to pay and you have a deal yeah so f- for us the gurdwara ended up charging us more than we had agreed on and justified it by saying ye to seva hi hui hai thodi tujhi seva kiti hai ye sangat nahi khade how do you feel yeah, even over here like nanaksha gurdwara over here uh, they even after the the babu was saying they're counting the amount of people is like thade anne bande baad baad hi anne bande paise tad hor lagne no no okay but hold on if you tell the gurdwara we're expecting this many people and you start to sneak 50 more people that's different yeah right then they will charge you per head but if they're if the gurdwara is telling you this is how much we're going to charge you for this much food that's how much you expect and especially if the people the amount of people you tell them this is how much this is how many people will be attending and you fall or and you what do you call it? and that's how that's how many people show up and but they end up charging you more for the food and justifying by saying it is sangat nahi khada and all that it doesn't make sense i think you can't really blame the bobby i think you have to go back like the committee right the committee is is, is what i'm talking about so what we're thinking is it probably didn't have to do with the sangat they probably had their own order that they snuck in with the with the total bill yeah i think probably what happened or what could have happened is the bobby tells you one price and then the bobby like oh we the committee guys like we tried this month this month they're like how you charge them that much and go tell them like that something like that but then that should have been communicated they should have yeah So in that situation I don't think it's appropriate like if they gave you a certain price based on like how many uh people you told them were going to attend the wedding and it's not like you went over like how many people you said were going to attend like if you said 100 and 100 people came then they agreed with you to a certain price and they have to abide by that right like I think that should be the rule and for them to change it last minute like I don't think that's fair or like reasonable at all Um it's different though like in Sims situation Sims wedding it was very different because like mom and dad said like there was going to be like 300 people and I think like we had closer to 400 so it was kind of like there was a difference between how many people showed up so them asking for additional money after I think that was warranted because we did have more people so obviously more people ate the apps at the godwar and what not so then in that situation you expect it but it's different when like you said oh 100s coming and 100 show up and then they're still asking for additional money afterwards i feel like that's not fair godwar like they need to be like non profits they're not non profits that's not how they run these days yeah. like in the ideal world or like that's how they're meant to be run right like you're you're not supposed to be making profit off of this place of worship uh but a lot of these godwars are run like as a business almost uh for the the like for the purpose of having a profit have you seen how much property dixie godwara owns it's 10 acres i heard something is that 10 acres 10 acres i thought it was more i don't know but it falls on the green uh green thing so they can't build anything the green belt yeah but that's behind the property that's behind the parking lot yeah where that creek flows through yeah right but look at the size of uh the building itself and then look at the size of the parking lot. Yeah, it's massive, right? You need money to purchase that kind of property. Yeah. Right. So where's that money coming from? The public. You're the chadave chadde, right? Matha take de. Even So you should be able to invest in decent cleaning facilities. Yeah. In Malton also that they're going to redo the godwara and they're asking for like donations. Don't they have enough donations? They said they need like because they need the thing is they get donations, right? But they need to show income somehow, right? And the thing is when you put like a quarter in like the goal or something, how do you represent an income? It's hard. Uh, that's what the Bob Boss said or something. You need like 
electronic donations look better for mortgage purposes i don't know okay yeah it makes sense with uh, with with ele- with electronic donations yeah there's a, there's a trail you can't trace a quarter yeah. back to you know but i don't know it's complicated when it comes to gurdwara well like even like the committee system that was started by like the british people before there weren't committees so it wasn't running in gurdwara yeah the reason why committees were made was because it was the British when they took over India, they took control of Gurdwara, right? And they said, "Okay, you guys have to make committees, and then we'll give you the keys to Gurdwara." So then people started making committees, and then that's how committees started. Really? Yeah, I had no idea. But before that, the system was like it would just be like there would be like Pantipiare, right? Like Pantipiare, every Gurdwara have their own Pantipiare, and they would like do everything. They would look after everything. It wouldn't be like like you have to be like like right now anybody could be on a committee, right? Like somebody would like. like transporting drugs they could be in a committee right like mm-hmm. before it had to be the person had to be like tarmak and they had to be like trusted by the entire sangha then they were allowed to you know run like the place talking about panjpyare that reminds me of uh, a discussion we had off air a couple of weeks ago with your dad why haven't women been more prominent in sikhi i mean well, i feel like like men have definitely been more prominent right mm-hmm. but com- compared to other religions i feel like women have been more you know pro- more like shown in sikhi than other religions but not yeah, at the no, same well, level I, as men i i agree with you but for a, a religion that you know that preaches equality between men and women women haven't been as strongly represented in sikhism as as their male counterparts So when you had the discussion with my dad what did he say? Do you remember Rajveer? He is sort of like something like back then women didn't really like do that stuff. It's like she they weren't like they were just like you know at, in like houses so they didn't really get the opportunity to I guess you know contribute. Well that's because it's always been a male dominated society. Yeah. It's weird though. The reason I find it weird is because we say men and women are equal but then there is an equal representation when it comes to leadership within the religion. Yeah, you could argue that. But I think it's hard to like judge those times by like today's standards. But what's changed? I mean the entire like makeup of like society has changed. No, I'm I'm talking about the uh the structure of uh leadership within Sikhism. It's still it's still male dominated. Yeah, essentially nothing's changed. But the thing is, women, I feel like they don't really join the sampradas, right? Like, well, I don't know what that word means. What does that word like mean? Like educational facilities, like in India, like you have like well, like damdamitiksal, and you have like nohang, like jathe bandiyan, and like you don't really see like you know women. I think maybe not in like nohang, uh, like jathe uh, bandiyan, but like in damdamitiksal, I think women are allowed, but you don't really see like them joining or you know. Is that because? Maybe they don't cater towards women, right? Oh, I think it's just. I think a large part is because Eastern culture tries to keep women suppressed. But if you look at something like uh, like the Akhand Kirtan, I feel like that's more fifty-fifty. There's more women in that. Whereas if you go to a traditional Gurdwara, you you probably will won't even have like one like jatha of like female Kirtanis or Raggis or you know you know, right? But like if you go to something you see look at you look at like a, a Kankirtan that you're going to see a lot of more women there you're seeing stuff that i have no idea what it is as a Kankirtan jatha there's like a jathe bandre like like nahang singh and there's taksalis and there's a Kankirtan jatha and then they were they basically do, you know how like normally like you go to godwar and like the ragis are sitting on like a stage and they're like doing kirtan and the sangat are just sitting there yeah and a Kankirtan jatha what they do is the the ragis they don't say say that again but say it but slowly cuz i think uh but it's not coming out very clear okay so basically you know how you go to a normal gurdwara right yeah then like the ragis are sitting on like a stage and then the sangat is like you know where the sangat is sorry i'm cutting you off again for the people who don't know what a ragi is because we might have listeners who aren't yeah from our our culture just explain that to them a ragi is basically like a person who like you know plays like the harmonium and like you know sings like gurbani And for people listening who aren't familiar with Sikhism, um, our scriptures, the Guru Granth Sahib, it's um, it's not supposed to be read as uh, I, I guess like in it's poetry. It's poetry. It, it's it's meant to be sung to uh, to music. So what Rajveer is trying to say is that the Gurdwara you have a platform, and on the platform you have uh, usually three men sitting, two with uh, with instruments called harmoniums, which look like small miniature p- uh, pianos, and you got to pump air into them. 
So it's like a um, type of accordion. Yeah. And then you have uh, the, th- the third person uh, playing a set of drums, two drums called tablet. And they essentially sing religious hymns. Okay. Okay. So we know that like that's how the it's traditionally like that you go to normal Godar and you see that. What like the Akhand Kirtani Jatta do is the like Ragis they don't sit on a stage. They sit in the Sangat and the Sangat does the Kirtan like together. Like they all mm. everybody sings together. That's mm. how they're different. And there's more women in that. So that would be like it's more people focused. Yeah, it's more like everybody together. It's more inclusive. Yeah. Okay. And their tunes are much simpler than like, you know, like Raggis usually they have complicated like tunes that like the normal person probably can't play. Right. Tunes that they play is very simple, one, two notes, right? Yeah. Much simpler. Uh, Talking about simplicity, you know, you know, people say that today's generation isn't connected to Saki like it should be. I think the reason there is because one, the Western generation isn't very well versed in Punjabi and when you listen to Gurbani and, and Kirtan, it's not easy to understand. That's not, yeah. It's not. Like, you can sit down with a, with a, with a gutka and do part. You can read the part. And, like, my Punjabi is very good. I don't understand it. Right? So, I think when people say that today's generation isn't connected to Sikhi, it's, it's because I think it should be presented in a way where it engages the youth. I would agree with that. It's like it's a lack of understanding that's creating barriers um, for the newer generation to really like um, embrace themselves in Sikhi is what I would say. Um, and to your point, like there are ways to like you can get like a English Gotka, Gotka, is that how you say it? Yeah. So you can don't give me that dirty look. <laughs> Um, so you can, there are ways that you can try to engage these days. And then there's even, um, TikTok accounts where they try to explain, um, uh, Sikhism and like what's written, um, in English and try to make it more relatable for today's youth. Um, and there's a TikTok account in particular that I follow, um, that does a really good job of like explaining and translating what everything means. And I'll, I'll look on my phone to see what the TikTok account is called. But it's they do like a really good job of making it relatable and making it easy to understand. What is happening now to more engage the youth? Uh, every like region is in like Toronto and the GTA. They're getting different missiles, right? So like missile, I guess you'd have to go back to like the to, missile. To the people period. listening, when he says missile, it's not. What you what you think? It's not a weapon of war. It's uh, it's an example. A missile would be like if you go back to like the Sikh Raj and like Maharaja and Jesus. There was different, I guess, communities you could say like Toronto city, city of Toronto. That's how a missile is. So like you had like missile Shahidun, which were like where all the Shahids came from. Like different groups. Yeah, different groups and areas, geographical areas, right? Yeah. So that's what they're doing now. Um, like like Rexdale Godra has a missile Rexdale and they meet on Fridays to go over Japji Sahib and they all like talk to it and there's missile Brampton located at um, Jodh Prakash Godra on Sun Park and they have discussions and meetings too uh, the TikTok account if anyone's curious is called Nanak Nam Nanak Nam Chardi Kala Tere Paane Sarvat Da Pala Vaheguruji Ka Khalsa Vaheguruji Ki Fateh even like uh, English translations, even you can't read it and just understand it. Like uh, let's say if you have like a pankti like art at the right? English translation that would be something like if you shower in like eighty something rivers, you're not gonna get clean. Which if you read that without like having any historical like understanding, it's not gonna make sense to you. Yeah, no, I I had a japji sabgotka with the English translation. I, I just I found it very difficult to I uh, understand. You need somebody to explain it to you. No, no, it's yeah. So the, that's one thing. You need somebody to explain it to you. But it just see whenever I tried to do part, it just seemed like a laborious task to me. So it just didn't seem very inviting. So this TikTok account that I'm talking about, they don't just like translate like oh you know this is what's written and this is what it means in English. 
um, he actually explains and gives like context as to like what the message is. Um, so it's not just like simple translation because a lot of time you can't translate it word for word. It's not going to make sense. But he's actually uh, providing like information and context to make it easier to understand and relate to. Um, which is, I think that's what today's generation needs or else they're not going to, like, they need additional context to like, okay, how is this relevant to me? How does this work in my life? How does this make sense to me? And I think that's the missing piece. You can't just read the translation and be, you know, that's not, that's not going to be enough. The thing about non-economics, I think he's more, he's more towards spirituality, right? More that aspect. Mm. Mm. Okay, so question for Bindi. When we have kids, how do we make sure that our kids, as they grow up, learn about Sikhi and are engaged with it? I want my kids to be connected to Sikhi. I don't want, like, I'm not saying that they need to be Amritari, but they need to have a working understanding of the faith. Mm-hmm. So uh, your kids can have that, and I guess my kids can have something different. Joking. <laughs> Um, I agree with that. I think you need an understanding of it. It doesn't mean you have to abide by everything that's written in there, but I think you need to acknowledge and understand it. Is that what you're saying? No. I'm saying how, how do we go about getting them engaged? Oh, okay. So they actually genuinely want to learn about it? Yeah. Uh, so we send them to Roger once a week. <laughs> once a week. And uh, he's going to do Punjabi class and Sikhi class, and he's going to teach um the teachings. Robin knows more Punjabi than I do. How is I'm going to give no? But you probably class. know about know more about Sikhism than he does. You definitely know more about the religion than I do. Like we should take classes from you every weekend. <laughs> <laughs> no, but okay, honestly, because we don't have that much information about it, I think. If we took it upon ourselves, you probably wouldn't be able to teach them much about it because we're not experts in that area. So I think we would need outside help to, if we genuinely want them to learn about the uh, the religion. We could take it upon ourselves to further educate ourselves, but is that going to happen? Well, you know, you speak for yourself, but I think I would, by the time we have kids and they're growing up, I think I would want to be in a position where I can educate them. The other option is, having their grandparents educate them because obviously they raised us they taught us about uh, about sikhism so that's that's an, that's another option but i don't think that's a very viable option because because of how they what's a word because of how they shaped our relationship with sikhism because uh, the, and the reason i say that is because when you're growing up, it's do part and you will get this. Do part and you will get this. Don't do this because you'll be punished. Pop laguga. So I don't think getting the grandparents to teach the the grandchildren about sexism is a good good idea because because of how they shaped our relationship with uh, with 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 the faith. I would agree with that. Um... Kind of. Yes and no. Um, It depends on, like, I agree with you that a lot of parents don't, like, use it correctly. Like, they just, they say, oh, pray because you want things, and which isn't the right approach, right? Um, But I would say, like, depends on the parent. So, if it was my mom, like, no, she's not the right person to teach. But if it's my dad, then yes, because he does pray for the right reasons, like, um, it's very different in my household. Like my dad, definitely, I think he understands the religion, and he he prays not to get things. He prays just because genuinely he like believes in that, and he enjoys doing it. So I think he would be a good person to like teach our children about the religion. My mom, on the other hand, it's kind of similar to what you're saying. Like she was once like, wasn't she once like, um, oh. Like she's gonna pray for the Raptors to win the game tonight yeah. or something. And I was like, and like she literally said that, and my dad was like, like no, like that's not, that's not appropriate. Like that's not what you're supposed to pray. 
But see, that's the shit that I did when I was a kid. Because you know, you're taught, like, you you know, pray and then you get stuff. This one time, I remember praying in front of uh, a picture of, of, of the Golden Temple. So the, the Raptors were playing Seattle. When the Seattle, Seattle had a team, they were down, like, a point or two. And I literally got on my hands and feet and prayed in front of the picture of uh, the Golden Temple so the Raptors would win. They didn't win. <laughs> you and my mom both. <laughs> um, but yeah, and I think, okay, you and I have had this conversation before of, um, like, brown moms, like, praying is very ingrained in them like doing bot is part of their daily routine like um that's something they do every day but they do it just as a i think they do it as a checklist item yeah it's exactly what i was gonna say like it's a task they need to complete in the day just like as like vacuuming or doing laundry is a task right like they see it as i just have to do it get it done just as all my other tasks for the day. And they're not actually genuinely engaging in bot the way you're supposed to. Because if you were, you would like, it's supposed to bring you a sense of like calmness, happiness, like you're supposed to enjoy doing it. And like, they don't, like they're not happy to do it. It's not like they're better off emotionally after they do it. They're not like... Once again, we're back to mommy issues. (laughs) I'm sorry, I can't help it, but like... (laughs) Shop guys, but, but if you ever want to see somebody break the world speed reading record, watch a brand mom do pot exactly. Why would you call that? Why would you call that? But it's like you should be doing if you're genuinely getting something out of it, like it's bringing you happiness, calmness maybe stress relief like something you know like you shouldn't be doing it just for the sake of doing it there's no purpose behind that they do more bot than anybody else and none of them are happy <laughs> yeah they're all angry and and annoyed and irritated yeah but i think if you want to teach your kids about like sikki and stuff i think based on sikki they have like english kathas and stuff i think they'd probably be the best who Basics of Sikki. Oh, basics of Sikki. Yeah. Okay. Are you going to start a channel as well? No, there's so many out there. Why would I need to start? Because you'll, you'll um, you know, you'll do it with your Brampton ass- accent. to be like, yo, dog, do you want to learn about the religion, dog? <laughs> okay, so much shit for that. Yo, like, yo, like, like, when, like, the gurus, when they, like, <laughs> when they, like, started on their journey, like, like, yo, like, just imagine, like, how difficult it was, like, like stale dog like <laughs> that sets you apart yeah but you'd get in trouble you'd be like why the hell are you talking like that that's how i talk man like what do you want <laughs> like dog like what do you want me to do man it's how i talk it's, like that would get you so much traction on youtube it would but like anything i would say it's all probably already out there right what do you think we're doing with this podcast? I think 50,000 podcasts. We don't give a shit. <laughs> Look at us. But it's probably not out there. Like, you'd be adding your own twist to it, you know? Like, it'd be different. Fabricating history. Fabricating history. Yeah, but the thing is, my dad, I think, his dad is more, like, well-read. He has, like, his, like, Santhya completed, which basically is, like, how to pronounce stuff, right? He, did, like, he was actually, like, a party, you know? You went to, like, Godwara and you do the part, and, like, his dad was also a party. Yeah, so he's actually well-read. So is that is, is, is that how you know all this stuff? Yeah, I guess, too. So, from, to some extent. Yeah, like, I guess so, dog. <laughs> <laughs> How, man? Like, I... Okay. I've lived in Brampton for longer than you've been alive. I don't have a Brampton accent. It doesn't work that way. Like, the newer generation created this accent. It didn't exist before. Is that true, dog? (laughs) Oh, I guess so. Uh, But no, but your accent isn't typical Brampton. It's uh, it's more Rexdale, too. Yeah, because we lived there for, like, the longest time. You know what's funny? 
uh, Wild Water Kingdom. Yeah. Right? That's the most fun you can have in the hood. You got um, Malton on one side, Rex on the other side. You have a water park in the middle. <laughs> oh my god. Total deja vu. Did we sit here like this before and we talked about Wild Water Kingdom? No. Yeah, we did. Just Ooh. not recording. I, I we did. I never swear we talked. did. No? I don't think so. I only remember going to Wet and Wild Kingdom one time. There was some Midla there or something. <laughs> <laughs> was a mela there but okay it's called was it sponsored by bussy <laughs> I, i don't remember i was little okay but okay now it's called wet and wild yeah. before it used to be called wild water kingdom and before you and her jo were born we used to go there like every summer like multiple times and um, so if you're under two, you can get him for free so i'd be four years old and dad would be like lifting me up on the window and, like look she's two years old Like exactly. Give me the exact thing happened to me when we went there. Oh yeah. How old were you? I was probably like five or something. So basically you already had you you already had your beard. <laughs> <laughs> so why does your child have a beard? What? He's two. <laughs> He's two just just too much testosterone. <laughs> But Basi used to organize these just dope Mele at Wonderland. This one, this one year he had Jazzy B come out. The first time he, had, <laughs> the first time I went, he had the Lady Mendy perform. <laughs> <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit! <man>. The Lady Mendy <laughs> at Wonderland. The Lady Mendy and Harry Prince name more iconic duo. Prince Harry, <laughs> the Lady Mendy and Prince Harry. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Apparently Prince Harry's a fan. <laughs> Blair Mendy's music got him through tough times with his family. <laughs> I can't believe he took that and thought it was like like actually like real. I haven't even been to Wonderland in so long. I think the last time I went was 2007. But do you honestly want to go? Like do you like roller coasters? I think if I get on one then it's not too bad. It's just I I I can't work up the courage to get on the first one. I'm not like a big fan of uh roller coasters that have like drops. Like the drops really scare me, so like all of them? <laughs> What do you mean all of them? Like if it's a little drop. They're like... gravity powered. They have to go up to come down. Yeah, I don't like the coming down, okay? Have you been? Yeah, I've been a couple of times. What's your favorite ride? Uh they change the names though. Yeah, I don't know. I like the one that goes into the mountain. What's that one called? I haven't been on it. I don't know. It goes into I know what you're talking yeah. about though, but and it's kind of suspended off that top rail. Yeah. Right. Okay. It's blue. I don't know what it's called. I think yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. Can I tell a story? Yes. So when I was 17, I used to work at Canada's Wonderland for I worked there for one summer and um I was like a ride attendant at the ride Top Gun. I don't know what it's called now. It's probably renamed. Uh but it was called Top Gun back then. Silver bullet or something. Anyway, so it's just strap people in and then DeMar DeRozan came on the ride. Uh and so I got to strap him in, but he was too tall for the ride, but we made him take off his shoes cuz then he fit like the height requirement. Um and then everyone wanted to like get a picture with him and get his autograph and his girlfriend really got pissed off. Nice. Is he still with her? I think they broke up. <laughs> I think he cheated or something. Oh shit. Well, this was like what? Well, I was 17. So it was like 11 years ago. Yeah, I think they broke up after he went to the went to the Olympics in Brazil. Oh, damn. Anything else you want to discuss today, Roger? We had some uh, some we had some good ideas before we started recording and then I can't remember what they were. Okay, any closing remarks? I like how your voice just shifted. Who's been this? Yeah. Just went from like, hey guys, what's good? Hey guys! <laughs> hey guys! Any closing remarks? <laughs> she was sold. She was just totally out of it. The whole Sikhism discussion up until the end. Yeah. She's like, I have nothing to offer here. I honestly didn't have much to offer throughout this entire podcast. And uh, most of it, I kept walking to the fridge and eating Gulab Jamun's. Anyways, um, so 
if you like our content, please make sure to follow us on Instagram as well as TikTok at Three Uncles in a Basement. As always, we are open to answering questions and addressing different topics. So you can DM us or uh, leave us comments on our Instagram and we will definitely dive into those questions or topics in one of our upcoming podcasts. All right.